Hello, smooches. On today's episode, we talk to author Annie Rains about her book, Through the Snow Globe. It is women's fiction, not quite a romance because the hero is in a coma for most of it, that is described as It's a Wonderful Life meets Groundhog Day. So then we got to talking about our top three most rewatchable holiday movies. Enjoy. Hi, Meg. Hi, Liz. So this is going to go out probably during the holidays, but we are recording this in September. So I need to say to the listener, look at what Meg has done to me that (laughs) she has continued to let the holidays, the winter holidays infect (laughs) this podcast. It's just like creeping like more and more into the rest of make out already so let it be known that I had to come up with three holiday movies that are rewatchable which (laughs) that in itself is a lot to ask of me (laughs) a holiday movie I would rewatch yeah you're having a hard time coming up with three and I'm having a hard time narrowing down to three Well, we're very excited to hear the picks of our guest, author Annie Rains, who wrote a Groundhog Day-style contemporary women's fiction book called Through the Snow Globe. Hi, Annie. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. I am with Meg all the way. Christmas, (laughs) never too early. (laughs) Why limit our enjoyment? Is what right. I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. There's just so much to be enjoyed of the season we're in right now in this hemisphere. You know, pumpkin everything, crunchy leaves, making decor out of dead things. <laughs> you know, I that? contain multitudes. I enjoy both. Same, same, same. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love them all mixed together. So, Annie. Do you want to talk a little bit about your writing as a whole and then talk about Through the Snow Globe in particular? Sure. Well, Through the Snow Globe is a different type of book for me. It's it's my first official women's fiction novel because my typical book is a more of a small town contemporary romance. Um, so this is not considered a romance because the hero is in a coma for the whole book um, <laughs> off and on because you're doing the same day over and over again. So my whole backlist mainly is comprised of romance with the exception of I did publish a young adult novel for the first time last year uh the matchbreaker summer which has romance in it but it's a young adult novel um so I'm starting that title starting Mm -hmm. to branch out the title came first actually I was like oh I love this title and then I had to build a story around it and that happens that actually happened with through the snow globe as well (laughs) oh sometimes you get a title and you're like oh that's a good title. I have to make a book around it. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it doesn't hit like that. Sometimes you have a story and you cannot find the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and without a good title, you know, the book just doesn't feel complete. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at. This is a new book for me. Through the Snow Globe is women's fiction with a, a little magical thread to it. Um, it's a holiday book, which is one of my one of my favorite genres to write. I have several holiday books um, in my catalog. Um, I just love writing Christmas books and I write them all year long. Usually it's summertime when I'm writing the Christmas books. So yeah. <laughs> you have to have those Christmas movies playing and, all, you know, I sing Christmas songs all year long. So I'm always in the spirit. Um, 
<laughs> that's this is literal nightmare. <laughs> so it's like this is the new looks like a cinnamon cinnamon roll or looks like could kill you metric. Like, are you okay. someone who in the summer daydreams about winter or in the winter daydreams about summer? Because I'm daydreaming about summer. <laughs> you know, I don't like to be cold. So mm. that's the one thing about the Christmas season. I can't stand to be cold. Um Neither I think I just I. Yeah, I just, I like, I like to write about Christmas. I like to watch the movies and imagine, you know, the holiday spirit, but I mean, I'm in no hurry to get to the winter season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what gave you the idea to introduce that sort of magical realism time loop concept into the book? Well, when I first, when I first kind of started writing seriously, you know, you don't, I don't know how other authors are. Um, I didn't really know what genre I fit into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that magical, like a tendency, even towards the beginning of my writing. And then I fell into the writers, um, like rom- romance writers group in my state. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what led me to a definite romance genre. Mm-hmm. But I've always loved that magical thread. And I've liked to read and watch movies with the magical thread. So this was exciting to me and the idea, I used to collect snow globes. So I have a fondness for snow globes and I think they're magical. And I kind of, you know, went with that, like, you know, what would happen if this magical snow globe gave you one more, you know, day with the person that you've loved and lost. And mm-hmm. it started with a question, it started with the title and then the question. And then the story kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. Like what would happen? Yeah. And like having read the back of the book, I kind of knew that something like that was coming. But even still, as I was going through the book, I'm like, how is this going to play out? Like, how does it work? So it was really fun. It was that the mechanics of it was were hard for me. I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy. And yeah, no, (laughs) you have to make it interesting. So I'd write the first day and then I'd say, okay, the second day was a little bit, you know, it wasn't that hard. But then you start getting to the third day and the fourth day and you're like, ah, you know, you don't want the same thing. So you have to come up with different ways that it might work and how it would evolve, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite moments was when she went through the days and she has that freak out moment, like ah, nothing's working. And she's just kind of like unraveling emotionally. Um, so it was a lot of fun to write, but it was harder than I expected it would be. A time loop. A time loop was hard. Yeah, but it was fun. But- yeah, I think the day you're talking about is the one I think of as her like fuck it day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I'm just gonna be unhinged and yeah. tell everyone what I think right off yeah. the bat. Doesn't matter anyway; they'll forget. Including <laughs> her um, teenage cancer patient, physical therapy client, like yeah, just call that boy and figure out what's wrong. And <laughs> if he doesn't like you, then screw him. Right, and the boss. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted her to tell that boss off of her energy of her energy of her well yeah her energy in each interview with him where it was like even more chaotic the coffee being spilled and on her fuck it day she intentionally breaks his crystal <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah just like picture frame she's like why the hell not <laughs> so, yeah I love that so much I forgot that that happened yeah she definitely <laughs> she definitely had a day so on the subject of breaking things, and since you said that you love snow globes, have you ever broken a snow globe? Yes, um, that because I collected snow globes when mm-hmm. I was younger, and that's like started my you know fascination with snow globes. 
And I had a couple shelves in my bedroom and I had so many snow globes on those two shelves. Like, I don't know, like a, a few dozen snow globes and they were gorgeous, <laughs> but I live near a military base. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever lived near a military base, they, they do like practices on the base and like the whole town shakes because they're doing oh, like explosions beautiful. when they do trainings. I don't know what they're really doing, but it shakes the whole town. Uh-huh. So one day, like the, the house shook and I could hear everything come crashing down. Oh, oh, no. I was like, what was that? I, you know, I was, I was probably like 12 or 13. So I run upstairs and I go in my bedroom and the shelves had fallen off the wall and all my snow globes had kind of like fallen on top of each other. And there was like glitter and water and glass and yeah. Oh, so man. I've broken quite a few snow globes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's actually devastating to me. Yeah. <laughs> Picturing I, that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I'm over it. And I do have one prize snow globe. Um, my husband, when we were first dating, he took me to the Biltmore estate. I don't know if yeah. you've heard of that. It's big mm-hmm. in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he got me a little snow globe that has the Biltmore mansion inside of it. And you can shake it and snow comes down. And we went at Christmas time. So I do have one snow globe. Yeah. I loved that that part of the book as well. The whole um, it being handmade and being of their town, and her going and, and trying to find the the original before she could get it and break it. That was a. It was really hard to figure out, and not to give any spoilers, but to figure out how to undo what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like I, that, that was one of the parts that I really struggled with because. You can keep having it, but you got to have something that kind of logic, and it's not logical, but something that logical in the magical world mm-hmm. takes you out of the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was difficult. So reading your book, the three movies that came to mind for me were obviously Groundhog Day. Right. Any version of A Christmas Carol because of the sense of a character having to change something about themselves to prevent something from happening. Mm. And Freaky Friday (laughs) with the Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis version. Yeah. Why that? Why that? Oh, because she's trying to do things differently? Well, because there's an enchantment. Okay. Okay. And the person who does the enchantment doesn't necessarily like know how they can fix it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, i was thinking a lot about groundhog day about um a movie called palm springs that was a hulu movie where they similarly get stuck in a time loop and also oh. russian doll oh. um where she's living the day of her death basically oh i didn't know that russian doll was a time loop thing that's the natasha leone yes right yeah Uh uh-huh um and i think that i was thinking so much about these time loop this time loop concepts because i find it very disturbing like the first time i watched groundhog day with my husband he was like you know laughing his head off he thinks it's (laughs) hilarious and i'm like deeply deeply disturbed by it and uh, because it's like one of my big fears is to be unable to die and escape a situation oh my (laughs) gosh no and i so i did all this research after i watched it and i just looked it up again i was like how long is he trapped in that time loop and like the consensus is that he was trapped for 33 years and 350 days how did they come up with this um 
I don't know like how they actually did that, but I mean, he talks about all the different skills that he learns while he's stuck in the time loop. I think he learns other languages. He becomes yeah. like an expert on different parts of history. It's like that just disturbed me so much. That's crazy. I, I had know. no idea. Okay, no. listeners, we're going to see if we can track down how this research was conducted. <laughs> and if we find an article explaining it, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll share I'll share this Yahoo Entertainment article. Okay, <laughs> link with you all. So wow. Groundhog Day, I think I've only ever watched it once. I wouldn't consider it a rewatchable movie. But today we are going to talk about our top three rewatchable holiday movies. So, Annie, do you want to start us off with your number three? Oh, number three. Okay, so we're doing from third best to the best. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my number three, I think, is going to be The Christmas Story. Because I grew up loving that story. I don't know if you guys know that movie. Do you know the movie with Ralphie? Yeah, you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, you'll shoot your eye (laughs) out. And my son's name is actually Ralphie, but we didn't name him after after (laughs) that. But I really love that movie. We used to watch it as a family every, every Christmas. So. It's also always on like a marathon loop on uh-huh. Christmas Day. So there's something about that time loop rewatch. My favorite thing from that movie is when they're waiting in line to see Santa and there's a kid next to him in line and Ralphie's like a little too mature for it. He's like, uh, don't talk to me. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> he was so serious. Yeah. And I, I love, love the that. little brother and how they like the mom would snort and the brother would like put his face in the plate and eat like a pig. And that's the only <laughs> yeah. way like there were some random little things in that movie and he gets his tongue stuck to the pole. That is yeah. the thing that you said a Christmas story and immediately I was like, that's the one with the flagpole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fire department has to come. <laughs> yeah i can't oh get my, my own kids to watch that movie i thought it was hilarious when i was growing up yeah. but oh yeah that's a, that's a staple in our household as well all right okay. guys you want me to go next yeah okay. do you want me to do the earnest number three or the loose definition number three uh, the earnest one i've talked about a lot on here okay do the earnest one okay the earnest one is rewatchable except i don't know that it exists anywhere that you could rewatch it anymore i know what this is i admit it and that's vh1's a diva's christmas carol starring vanessa williams so it is the the christmas carol story but the main character is um i forget her first name but she's last name scrooge she's a diana ross style pop star who broke out on her own and she is a huge diva just terrible to every single person she encounters her business manager slash like life handler is her ex and he has a sick kid and she doesn't understand like why maybe he would want to be with his sick kid over the holidays and she's just very selfish and she's visited first by a ghost played by chili from tlc (laughs) who plays her dead bandmate and i forget who the other ghosts are but there's like a lot of famous cameos i think kathy griffin plays one of the ghosts like maybe (laughs) christmas pass it's real wild it's really funny and because it's vh1 like the ghost of christmas 
future is an episode of behind the music that oh. plays a very, very like haunted scene. it's about like her death <laughs> that sounds uh, good actually i would watch that every single year because they would play it when i was growing up i loved it i bet you could find it on youtube i wrote it down i think i'm gonna look for it on youtube this christmas I look for it periodically, basically every mm-hmm. time that I mention it. It's got to exist somewhere out there. And I just yeah. haven't found it yet. Yeah, I love that. Oh, How her about name's you, Ebony Scrooge. Ebony Scrooge, way. thank you. Um, So my, my number three is also a little bit like facetious. Um, I love the movie The Holiday. Mm-hmm. I love any Nancy Myers situation, mm-hmm. but I really only want the half that is Kate Winslet and Jack Black, um, I, which is maybe controversial because people argue that he's been miscast, but I- People who are incorrect. I know. Yeah, it's wrong. perfect. It is. It's absolutely perfect. I- I just don't connect with the Cameron Diaz character that much. And I have a chip on my shoulder about Jude Law. So I really just want half that. <laughs> that, yeah. good, that is like wholesome. And I don't know. I just love the two of them together. Um, and I do watch it every year. And every year I want to edit out <laughs> the pairing <laughs> that I don't enjoy. I don't think I've watched it enough. I think I need to watch it again this Christmas because I got stuck on the TikTok last, just last weekend with Kate Winslet and Jack Black in, in that movie. And I kept like, it kept coming scenes of them and I'm like, oh, I want to watch it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I just, there's a scene that I particularly love and that's when they're in the blockbuster RIP and he's like singing the like intro theme songs to each of the movies that he's holding up and he's like are you embarrassed impeccable <laughs> i love it so much I love and it. dustin hoffman is in that scene too and that's the only reason he's in it is because he was walking by as they were filming and he offered to be like an extra oh okay. a little trivia yep. i love it <laughs> so that's my number three okay all right annie what's your number two our number two okay you guys probably have this on your list, but now my number two is Elf. We watch oh. Elf every single year. It my kids like Elf. Elf is just, I love it. I love. I've Elf. never seen it. <gasps> oh my god! No, that's the reaction I always to. get. I was just talking to my husband about this. I was like, so I have to come up with a top three, and you know, I don't really like holiday movies. And my mother-in-law, who I have a little baby, and my mother-in-law watches her while I'm at work because I work from home. She's like. I can't believe you've never seen it. I love that movie. It's so good. It he is. like takes the the gum off the under the bridge. I think it's under the bridge in New York. And he's like, ooh, gum. And he starts chewing <laughs> it. It's like the rail going down into the subway. He's yeah. like, ooh, free gum. <laughs> it's crazy. That it is just so perfect because of the way that Will Ferrell does that sort of childlike innocence. Like it's something that could be annoying or like creepy. And he does it just perfectly mm-hmm. so that you like actually see like the innocence in the character. Yeah. He and did. it's and got a great father-son relationship progression. Yeah, and a great romance. Like, mm-hmm. even though he's this boyish character, he, I love the romance with him and the the woman. Like, she dresses up as the elf for the mall. Yeah, it's like Zoe a, Deschanel. Yes, I love the, her. You know I 
You know, I'm triggered by Zoe Deschanel after 500 Days of Summer. Oh, wait, why does that trigger you? Because I, I made it to rewatch that movie so I can have a different opinion about it now that I've had like more of a feminist awakening than when I first watched it. <laughs> but I just feel really like bad for Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie. And I'm like, who, who, could, who could dump him? <laughs> yeah, you need to do a rewatch. <laughs> yeah. I've never even heard of that movie. What's called really? 500 Days of Summer? 500 yeah. Days of Summer. He okay. he is kind of like a stereotypical nice guy in that movie. And he's mm-hmm. like madly in love with Zoe Deschanel's character, who is his co-worker. Uh-huh. Um, and they have a relationship. Her name is Summer. That's why the movie is called that. And she's never as into him as he's into her. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I, I just wrote it down. My list is growing. That's what we I do. Love the soundtrack for both 500 Days of Summer and for Elf. Mm. The Elf soundtrack is amazing. If you all have not listened, I have not. Um, yeah, it's just got. I, I love the song "Pennies from Heaven" that's on there. Um, lots of the good music happens when he's exploring New York at Christmas time for the first time. Yes, and I love I love that movie. You have to watch it. You have yeah. to is, watch it. Does it have a romance? Yes. It does. Okay, yeah. so maybe we can watch it and review it. Yeah. This year. I can't believe I haven't already made you watch it. This is news to me if you haven't seen it. I feel like I've told you this, but maybe you blocked really? it out because yeah. it was too, too I rebuke that information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's not cheesy at all. It's like mm-hmm. funny. It's like genuinely funny. Okay. Yeah. I and will. Sweet. I will watch Elf this year. I'm making a commitment right now. All right, I'm going to hold you to that. All right, so what did you settle on for number two? Is this going to be your technicality? No, my technicality was going to be Legally Blonde because there's maybe like two frames of (laughs) Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Coolidge wearing sweaters and looking at the snow. They do Um, celebrate Christmas in that. mm -hmm. So my number two is The Family Stone. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that makes me cry. Yeah, it's a really emotional one. So it is a movie starring Sarah Jessica Parker as a very, very uptight New Yorker who is going home with her boyfriend to meet his family. And they're very not uptight. They're incredibly close-knit, all up in each other's business. They are primed to dislike this woman. And you feel really bad for her because you can kind of get why they don't like her because she's not really their vibe but she's Mm -hmm. trying so hard and they're being really mean to her yeah it's awful and she calls her sister claire danes for backup and um this is a spoiler but not because i watched the trailer again today to refresh my memory and um there's maybe like a little bit of a sibling swap where luke wilson and sarah jessica parker hit it off Mm. and luke wilson is the brother of her boyfriend and her boyfriend played by um dermot mulroney yes thank you he hits it off with claire danes i don't know that i've seen this one it's so good the the matriarch of the family is played by diane keaton Mm -hmm. and i think the dad is craig t nelson yeah yeah and Rachel McAdams plays um, the very mean sister who has mm-hmm. it out for 
Sarah Jessica Parker. And she's like, she wears baggy clothes. She's just like very cool and disaffected. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I gotta see it. Great. I don't know that I've seen it. It's worth it, a watch. It'll have some Kleenex handy. Yeah. <laughs> put emotional. it on my list meg what's your number two my number two is also maybe a little controversial because it's very polarizing i love the live action grinch with jim carrey ah, and i, I know love that, that one you Me do mm-hmm. okay because some people it's like a love or hate thing and i love it and i know I watched all this like behind the scenes stuff because I'm a weirdo and ba- like he had to go to like the chiropractor because of the Grinch belly like messing up his back oh, and his eyes oh, were like a no. horrible shape from the contacts that made them like yellow. Anyway, he sacrificed a lot for this. I role. heard that he had to train with like a Navy SEAL on like learning how to like emotionally cope with torture. Yes, oh. to make through to get through the makeup process over and over because it was like hours. Really? yeah wow <laughs> it's like the dark underbelly of a beloved christmas movie. apparently it was the cia oh okay yeah yeah wow no wonder he quit like he he like <laughs> disappeared he was probably like i'm done he's like that's enough uh that's... i definitely watch this movie every single year i love the i think it's faith hill who does the where are you christmas song for oh, yeah this movie which is excellent I'm a big Dr. Seuss fan and I liked this kind of like, I don't know if I would say edgy exactly, but some of the comedy is like a little edgy. Yeah. Um, And I love the, how we get some of the backstory of the Grinch's childhood and the love triangle with uh, the mayor and Martha May Houvier. Yeah. Iconic. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts is when he is the uh what is it he's in the chair of cheer he's the cheermeister or something like that he he's like leading this festival and so he has to taste all like the puddings and the fruit cakes and they're like jostling him around in this christmas chair he's like (laughs) (laughs) iconic i love it so much oh i love it too watch it every year isn't there a romance with the Grinch in that one too? Like he, yeah. when he was young, he was in love with the Martha lady. May. Yes, Martha May. Yeah, Martha May Houvier. Yeah. And they end up together in the end. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. it. It feels like it's been forever. I think I probably watch it every year, but yeah, I forget the details. Yeah, it's amazing. Every time I think about Christine Baronsky, I think about her daughter who was Isabel Evans in Roswell, New Mexico. What? I know that's a winding journey, but just like, I can't not think about her and think about her kid. Are you talking real about Lily Cowles? Mm-hmm. That's her daughter. Oh, oh okay. You guys I... know so much trivia. <laughs> oh, Annie. If you only knew. <laughs> like full of interesting details it's a mental illness (laughs) annie don't listen don't listen to talent recent episode (laughs) don't if you want to preserve your mental health well and i'm already making a list of movies that i haven't seen or i need to watch so yeah like i don't want to get too out of control with the movies so what's your number one okay my number one and I, I love this movie. I would watch it. I probably watched it like a hundred times is while you were sleeping. 
Because I feel oh, like that's yeah. a Christmas movie. The whole movie, like she has the family for Christmas and she's lonely and suddenly she has this family and they have the whole like, you know, opening gift scene where she's finally with the family. And I just love that movie. It just hits so many chords because mm-hmm. she's this lonely person without a family and then suddenly she has one and then she's falling in love with the brother of the guy in the coma which is which is great because my book has a guy in a coma too so yes <laughs> that might that might have been in my subconscious somewhere because I've watched this movie like so many times it's part of me at this point so if this is your number one then I think you definitely have to watch the family stone because I think it'll hit some of those same notes for you okay um as far as like surrogate family and the whole like whoops I'm in love with your brother thing. yeah <laughs> It was so good. And they went to the Christmas tree farm and they got the Christmas tree. So that's definitely a Christmas movie, in my opinion. And nobody can tell me different. That's Sandra Bullock, right? Or no? Yeah. yeah. Sandra okay. Bullock and Bill Pullman and the guy in the coma. Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher, yes. Yeah. So He's got great I, eyebrows. I need to watch this one because it's one that I haven't seen and I love Sandra Bullock. Oh, mm-hmm. this is the movie that made me fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. I was so mad recently when that whole thing with Michael Orr came out recently. Um, what? The inspiration oh. for the movie The Blind Side. So oh, have oh. you heard this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently like he thought that he was adopted for years, but really the Tuies had him under a conservatorship. And he says that he hasn't gotten like any of the money from that movie. And people kept posting sandra bullock's picture mm-hmm. as if she was involved in that as if she knew and it was just like really really awful to yeah because sandra she's the bullock. actress yeah she's not the actual person it's not like she was in on it alleged, right. alleged you know taking advantage of someone sure. who sees you as a parental figure so yeah and she's gone through a hard time recently yeah. also in the news with losing her partner right mm-hmm. right so leave her alone they need to yeah. leave her alone yeah absolutely leave sandra bullock alone <laughs> i think in the same vein of while you were sleeping being a christmas movie i also considered sleepless in seattle uh, which has the same guy in it no nope. right no that's tom hanks sleepless in seattle is meg no. ryan and tom hanks but her original fiance in the movie, oh. Walter. Oh, that's going to bug me. Wait, Walter would be in You've Got Mail, right? Let's see. That's also Tom Bill Hanks and Meg Coleman Ryan. Bill Coleman plays Walter in Sleepless in Seattle. Oh. And so she sort of ditches him <laughs> for Tom Hanks. But that that movie ends around Christmas time and uh also you've got mail Mm -hmm. um it ends in spring but like her her shop her shop around the corner closes around christmas time and it's very sad and painful so i did consider those and they're kind of in the same vein yeah liz what's your number one my number one has already been brought up. It is the holiday movie to end all holiday movies. I will watch it every year. I will watch it multiple times every year. It is one of my favorite movies, and that is The Holiday. Oh, and that's your number one. That's my number one. 
And I don't think that I need to say much about this movie that hasn't already been said. It is a warm hug. It is cozy and delightful. It gives you both like the wintry feelings of the holidays and the I need to escape the winter feelings <laughs> of the holidays. Kate Winslet is at the height of her powers in it. Mm. Even like the Cameron Diaz Jude Law plot line with their adorable little children with his adorable little children Mm -hmm. um i love how unabashedly earnest and self-involved the characters are where they just like (laughs) soak in their drama and in their feelings and there's just so much talk about their emotions in this movie i love the real estate in it and i love love jack black in it it's like a predecessor of Airbnb. It's so funny to go back and watch mm-hmm. that and look at them like doing a little instant messenger chat with yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious from both of you all if you would rather be in the English cottage or if you'd rather be in the LA mansion for your holidays. English cottage all the way. Yeah. Yeah. LA mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all surprised. <laughs> uh i i was gonna say the english cottage other than there's like a few shots i think where cameron diaz is in the bathtub there and it looks very cramped and cold oh <laughs> and that was yeah. like Ooh, i don't know about that but it is it's so charming mm-hmm. yeah i don't like to be cold so maybe that does change my mind i'm not sure <laughs> yeah because it didn't seem like she had a good climate control situation mm-mm Mm. in the mansion i do remember too there's like a uh, remote the control blackout curtains. blackout curtains yeah so she can depression sleep all day <laughs> yeah that does sound nice mm-hmm. yeah i'm being swayed yeah <laughs> i was doing my morning pages today and i was thinking about how if this doesn't already exist it should exist that there should be sleep spas where you get to like curate your nap experience. Like, do you want a mountain cabin sleep experience? Do you want like a tropical oasis sleep experience? And like you go and you lay down on organic bamboo sheets and you choose your pillow density and firmness and what kind of blanket you want. And like there's sound machines and you can just like nap for any amount of time that you want. Ooh. But what if somebody I just had a baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if someone's snoring in the room next door though? The walls would be like bunker thick. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some Googling to try to see if the, these like curated nap experiences are actually a thing. There's I someone listening so. saying, you mean a hotel? No, <laughs> I don't mean a hotel. <laughs> and then someone comes and like, at the time that you designate or when you call them, they like bring you coffee or pastries Ooh. or whatever you would Ooh. like to get out of your nap. Oh, that's like lovely. It. You guys should open one. Be perfect. Maybe we'll do this instead of the bookstore, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> do both. The overhead sounds more expensive. <laughs> Are you guys opening a bookstore? In, In our, our dreams. dreams. In our dreams. <laughs> Everybody wants to open. I would love to have a bookstore. Then I could write while owning a bookstore. Mm-hmm. It'd be the perfect, the perfect job. 
there's an adorable little romance novel bookstore that just opened in the town that Meg and I both live in. Oh, it's so cute. We'll tell you after. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say what town I need to go. (laughs) Meg, what is your number one? My number one holiday movie is also one of my number one movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And that is Moonstruck. A Night Before Christmas? No, no. A Princess Switch? It's, it's actually not a Netflix original cinematic universe. I'm shocked. <laughs> it's Moonstruck, the 1987 classic Ooh. starring Cher and Nicolas Cage. Um, amazing. And it's also a, whoops, I'm in love with your brother. That's yeah, it is. <laughs> that's popping up today is that even a trope i'm in love with your brother is that <laughs> like a real trope it is I think. now it is now yeah <laughs> it's been one apparently and we just didn't know yeah. it yeah so it all takes place in new york and loretta is a widow who is dating uh what's his name it's not johnny nicholas da- cage yeah well she's dating his brother originally and he's very kind of milk toast. And they the movie opens with them getting engaged at a restaurant, but he is getting ready to fly to Italy to see his ailing mother who's maybe passing away. And she's like, Don't worry, while you're gone, I'll like handle all of our wedding arrangements. Uh, you don't worry about anything. He's like, Okay, but there is one thing, like I've been uh separated estranged from my brother johnny camerary for or that johnny camerary is her boyfriend ronnie camerary is nicholas cage um you know there's been bad blood between us can you go and invite him to the wedding that's like that's the only thing that i really need done she's like sure don't worry i'll take care of it so he's out of the country she goes to meet ronnie and he's this very histrionic um, bread baker with a wooden hand that got cut off in the bagel slicer that he blames his brother for and that's the source of the bad blood um as she's trying to like convince him to reunite to reconcile with his brother things happen and feelings happen she's trying to do everything right this time around she feels like she had bad luck with her first marriage that was like passionate and the man died and she didn't have a kid from the relationship so she's like i'm gonna do everything textbook this time um but yet she's finding passion again with ronnie yeah Um, so there's a lot of incredibly quotable lines uh her her engagement ring is a pinky ring and her dad is like what is this this isn't a wedding ring and she's like it's temporary and he's like everything is temporary (laughs) just like amazing a billion quotable lines yeah but is it how is it a christmas movie i haven't seen it in for like probably since the 80s (laughs) it's taking place during christmas um so it's not really like part of the plot but that's like in the background of everything yeah like all of the window dressings that she's walking by. There's a point, kind of a makeover plot line in this too, where she's sort of like coming back to herself and coming back to life after yes. having trying to to shut everything down and just do everything right. And so all of the window dressings are like very holiday. Um, and I think at one point they go to the Met for the opera and everyone's sort of in their like holiday finest. 
Yeah. Yeah. That totally so counts. Bear's hair in this movie is incredible. Yeah. That's part of the makeover. At first, it's still incredible, but in a different way. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So have I not made you watch this, Liz? No. I, I'll gladly watch this one for Cher's hair and for, like, I, I'm fascinated by Nick Cage, so... It's I'm so, so good. There's a point where she's at his apartment and they're arguing and, you know, it's getting pretty like fiery and he stands up abruptly from the table and he throws the table over and he like scoops her up in his arms. She's like, where are we going? And he goes, son of a bitch to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then later the next day, he's like, I'm in love with you. And she slaps him in the face. And she's like, snap out of it. <laughs> Just iconic. Uh, I would watch that every day. I got to watch it again now. Yeah, it's so good. It's a young Nicolas Cage. Yeah, not as young as he is in uh, Peggy Sue Got Married, but still very young. Yeah. And talking about Nicolas Cage made me realize there's another Christmas movie that I didn't even consider The Family Man with Nicolas oh, Cage. Oh, yeah. yeah. That that would have been a contender for me. For is sure. Is that the alternate reality one? Or no? Yeah. Like he, I can't remember the details and it's it's kind of like a magical twist, but he gets like a, a look at what could have been if he had yeah. done something different. Yeah, yeah, that one. And he comes yeah. to appreciate what he has. I love those types of books and movies. Yeah. I just remember the trailer for that. This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a contender. So many good Christmas movies. It's hard to choose. So many. That came out the same year as The Diva's Christmas Carol. Just FYI. Year 2000. Year 2000. What a year. (laughs) I'm surprised 2000. I thought it was even older than that. Yeah. (laughs) while you were sleeping is that old too i still would have that would still be my number one no matter what yeah Mm -hmm. i need to watch that again i it's been years since i watched that one annie thank you for sharing your top movies with us yeah thank thank you you for having me and asking me and that was a lot of fun now i just feel like i need to go watch a bunch of christmas movies (laughs) (laughs) and do you guys start reading the christmas books this early too or is it just movies well, we definitely read yours. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And that's probably earlier than I would normally read a Christmas themed. I feel yeah. like I will start, though, pretty much after Halloween. I will mm-hmm. start with the Christmas movies or Christmas romances. I'm yeah. writing a Christmas book right now. Ooh. It's kind of like all the fall and winter holidays. Like it starts in Halloween and goes mm. through New Year's Eve. So Christmas is definitely in there. But Yeah, for someone who I was thinking that you were implying that you weren't too into Christmas, to be yeah. writing a Christmas book is a big deal. You yeah. know what? I'm not too into Christmas. I'm coming around to it um, over the years, especially now that I own a house and like I can go kind of wild decorating. And now that I have a baby, I'm sure I'll be a lot more into it because- yeah. I can like do things through her eyes mm-hmm. for the first time. But uh, yeah, I always thought that it would be fun to have something holiday related that I write. But of course, like I couldn't do just Christmas. I had to do like 
all of them. All of them. Because <laughs> when you got Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and New yeah. Year's and yeah, and I yeah. feel like that's a good stretch of time to fall in love with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the emotions are high and mm-hmm. it's like a magical little time. Yeah, it's perfect. Annie, where can people find you? Yes. Okay. So I'm on social media, Instagram, um, Facebook, Annie Rains Books. So it's just my name, A-N-N-I-E, Rains, R-A-I-N-S, Books. Um, you can find me on my website, www.annierains.com. So it's just really easy to find me if you know my name. Um, and TikTok, I think I'm actually Annie Rain's author on that one. Mm-hmm. Not consistent, but. Are you working on anything now that you can hint at? Yeah. Um, so I have two books coming out next year. I have another one uh, that that's with the same publisher. That's women's fiction with an element of magic. And this time it's a charm bracelet with some friends. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the sisterhood of the traveling pants, except uh-huh. instead of pants, it's they're passing a charm bracelet and adding charms and the oh, friendship kind that. of goes south. Then, then they come, the charm bracelet kind of brings them back together. Um, so, I love so, that. Yes. Yeah, that sounds that was, amazing. I, that I've spent years writing that one because it was like one of those stories where I got a deadline and I had to shelve it and then Mm -hmm. I got some more time and I brought it back out and then I had to shelve it so I've been waiting for this book for years so very excited that one's gonna be in uh June no May so May of next year wow and you have another one coming out next year too I do the finders keepers library um that's one of my usual contemporary romances um just a lot of fun there's like it's you know there's a library and I have lots of quotes from very famous books of all different genres speckled in there because there's a lady in the book that she talks in book quotes Mm. um so I have a ton of quotes in that book so you'll see all your favorite books kind of speckled in there another great title also yeah thank you (laughs) thank you I'm excited Thank you so much, Annie. This was so fun. Everyone go follow Annie, go read through the snow globe and Annie's extensive backlist. (laughs) We will have all those links and our links in the show notes until next time. Air kisses.